Baby girl, you're not gonna use that thing. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 95. Woo. Yeah, we've been gone for a while. Sorry about that, everybody. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No, you're not sorry about it. You had a lot of fun. We had a fantastic time. Stuart and I went to Gay Paris for two, well, one week, eight Mm -hmm. days. And then Thanksgiving in North Carolina. And I had a little bit of uh, a week of Saudi Arabia just before that. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a culture shock jumping between Jeddah and Paris. Man, the the TSA agents in the United States are scary. I, well, I, the guys in Saudi Arabia were asleep. You just like well, walked right by. You just kind of like you kind of like rubbed your passport on them, and then and you could just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> It's self-serve. Yeah. I had two drinks in my carry-on and went through the metal detector. They, no one said anything. <laughs> they said, is this, is this, is this the drive through <laughs> like a Big Mac with my passport, please. <laughs> Crossbow. Please drive around to the window. <laughs> Quite an experience. But finally we're back. Yeah. After we missed two full episodes. So yeah. we're playing catch-up. We weren't able to watch those in Paris. And nope. Scott, you were gone too. Yeah, yeah. Went for a brief little skip down to uh, Thanksgiving in Louisiana, visit my son and family, and uh, had a wonderful time. I have a great family down there. Cute grandson. Yeah. One great, great time, and had Thanksgiving in a riverboat casino. <laughs> <laughs> That's just was an like it was experience. intended. Did you eat frog legs? On the casino no. boat? No, believe it or not, they didn't have the exotic stuff this time. I mean, it was kind oh, of... Oh, so it was actually a riverboat casino. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, they all oh, are. Oh, sweet. They all are. I mean, they put them on water because either that or the Indians own them. So mm-hmm. if, if the Indians, if it's not an Indian-owned one, they put it on water and put it on stilts and call it a riverboat casino. Yeah, right. They actually, I've actually heard that they will build a pond... And put the riverboat in the middle of the pond, and then it is still considered to be on water. Seriously? Yes. Yeah, Lake Charles. That's ridiculous. Lake Charles in Louisiana, that's what they do. But that's cool. Sounds entertaining. So we did a little gambling on Thanksgiving and did a lot of eating. Had to get a wheelchair to get out of there. Just missed out, though, on leftovers. They wouldn't give me a doggy bag. I was a little disappointed with that. Um, But I guess it's kind of hard to get a doggy bag at a buffet. (laughs) <laughs> kind of frown upon that you just you like go like one more trip up there oh there you got the doggy bag you're like shoveling stuff just in fill your shirt up like a pocket just pouring see gravy my, in it see if my daughter-in-law minds if i use her purse it was a it was a very nice thanksgiving we enjoyed it a lot of fun good so what are you drinking tonight scott i brought back a beer from louisiana and it's from uh flying tiger brewery and it's called men at arms amber ale it's really cool. It's got some uh, fighter pilots on the on the can with a fighter P thirty one fighter plane on the back P thirty eight. Excuse me. Um, and it's called Drink Heroic Beer. 
It's very good. <laughs> it is. It's very good. It's very, uh, I don't usually drink a whole lot of amber ales, but it's actually very hoppy amber ale. Um, okay. Yeah, I really like it. I actually drank quite a few of those down there. <laughs> good. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. How about you? What are you drinking? Um, in honor of our uh, being away for so long and our house being a mess, mm-hmm. we are drinking the Monday Night Brewing's new Dust Bunny Hazy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it is delicious. It's actually one of my favorites from them. Really? Well, new favorite, I should say. Yeah. Huh. I like the Blind Pirate, too. Yeah. Yeah, the blind, now, that Blind Pirate one is pretty cool. Is Hazy IPA actually a thing? It's feeling like a thing right now. Well, I mean, seriously, like, is it a type of IPA? Is that a real thing? I don't well, know. They probably, call it fuzzy. It's fuzzy, hoppy, fil- unfiltered is what it says. Yeah, so it's right. So it's more cloudy than, than, your, than your filtered IPAs. Like oh, okay. my brain is right now. Mm-hmm. It is very good. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice taste to it. It's kind of like when you, when you drink a wheat ale, you'll see a lot of cloud in it just because it's unfiltered. Okay. It is very good, though. I like it. Excellent. Like we'll, we'll, we'll save some for you, Scott. I didn't see many. Thank you. I, this was like the only six pack I saw of it. All right. So let's talk about what we're here for. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Back to the game. Moving on. Um, the Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 6 The King, the Widow, and Rick. The Witch, What'd the Wardrobe, think? and the. What? The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Thank you. What, what did you think of it, Kim? What did you think of the episode? And <laughs> especially since we're not going to be reviewing all three episodes we missed. So. True. We are not going to go back and review the last two episodes, unless you guys really want us to later on. But I um, mean, it may come into the conversation a little bit. but Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it has, it has to. to. Yeah, it has to. Uh, in fact, I was having a hard time trying to separate this one out from what the other ones we were watching, because we had to watch all three in a row. Same. And so I was like, ah, oh, that. Did that happen before this? Yeah, I was getting a little confused, especially with uh, the timing of when the uh, junkyard dog stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. Yes, like yes. beginning and end. So yeah, Anyways. Mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I like this one. I mean, I've liked every single episode this season, I think, and this was no different. This one was good. It was a little, uh, maybe a little bit slower uh, than some of the other ones. You know, I not. I know we do have to talk about some what happened with these last three. And right. the fact that everything has kind of gone to shit, even though they're still kind of pushing the same um, let's keep it positive mantra. Yeah, and, and they're still going the, with the plan. Eventually. Yeah, they're still going with even the plan. Even though it seems and, like everybody and their mother's breaking the rules of the plan, but whatever. Yeah, and and, and uh, Rick keeps thinking that, okay, they're almost in the end zone. You know, mm-hmm. this is it. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Things are things are falling apart big time, and and you knew that you knew it was going to be falling apart. You didn't you didn't think that they could go that easily, you know. You can't take Negan and his guys down this easily with what whatever their plan is that's hashing out right now. Mm-hmm. Things had to go wrong, and it was going too well. But I am extremely surprised after all is said and done that the kingdom got completely slaughtered so yeah. easily. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. It's so sad. Well, not, not only that, I think it's a little ridiculous too. Yeah. I mean, every one of them except for those three got wiped out. Really? Yeah. Really? Just those three. Well, that is the convenient part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I thought that was kind of lame. 
tell you the truth. I mean, I know that was a couple episodes ago, but I was just like, come on, really? They all got and Jerry's out a except... huge target. How did they miss Jerry? <laughs> I know. I mean, they should have come back with at least a couple of people. It might have looked a little bit more realistic, but you only come back with the three stars that went out. I mean, really? Yeah. Yep. I, I thought that was incredibly lame. Again, we're talking about a different episode, but... The, but it the, impacts this episode because we no, got, no, no, no. But does. the part where um, they all come back and start chasing after the king, King Ezekiel, awesome, loved it. What do you What do you mean? Everybody started chasing after him when when, in what when they became walkers. Oh all of this. yeah, 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 yeah. The scene, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scene where they're all waking up and yeah, yeah. That was that was freaky. Yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. intense. Yeah, yeah. Jerry went Jerry went off with the battle axe. Yeah, and and Kim's like. He's not getting up and running away. I was like, his leg's screwed up. He's not getting out of there. I was really nervous. I was very nervous for the old king yeah, there. Yeah, totally. Didn't think he was going to make it out of that situation. But we digress. Back to this episode. Oh, no. I think it's fine. I think it's fine to deal with that a little bit. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I think, like Scott said, I mean, it's it's what built up to this. I mean, yeah. I mean, so. I, I for me, I'm just like, you know... If if they killed off all the warriors from from the kingdom, then why are we bothering to worry about what's going on over at the kingdom now? Um, I'm 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 hoping and assuming that they're gonna they got more troops there that they can rally. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have to rally the people who weren't in Team right. A. Right. Well, and they got another kid with a stick. Yes, yeah. they do. Which another is, kid with a stick. Another uh, another Carol Stalker. But it does. It makes it a little weird because, w- from our group standpoint, because it's like here they just got the kingdom mm-hmm. to be, you know, they're you know on their team, and right. they killed them all. Right. And so Rick's like, yeah, you know what? Let me go try the junkyard people now. I don't well, know why. <laughs> now, see, now one thing I've got to disagree with them? you. One thing I've got to d- disagree with you on, Stuart, is I don't think the plan is falling apart. I still think the plan is on schedule. Um, in a lot of respects, I think some things have gone against them, but I think that, you know, whatever Rick's doing with the junkyard dogs, that's in his plan. I mean, he, he does not look surprised at the way they reacted to things and so forth there. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, you know, and he went in there confident that this, you know, he even said before going in there, when they're talking about the letters that they sent around, you know, they sent Mm -hmm. everybody send each other letters, letting them updating each other on what's going on. And Rick said, okay, now I'm stepping onto part two of the plan. And part two was Mm -hmm. to go talk to the junkyard folks. So, and he didn't act like he was going to walk in there and just sway them to join them all of a sudden. I have to say, I was surprised that they didn't let him go. I thought they were leading him back out of the place. And all of a sudden he's, you know, being held. He had to have expected that. He had to have expected that. So I still think we'll find out that that was part of the plan. Hmm. How that works out, I don't know. And if it doesn't, then I think that was a that was a, a pretty silly little way to take the story. But it's got to be part of the plan for some reason. Okay, to finish the last part of my mm-hmm. point, though, on that, why haven't they gone to the Oceanside people to talk to them? Well, well they stripped those folks away. I have a feeling those those folks are not as close as, as everybody else is for some well, reason. Well, I was going to say, they're not that close. They're at the ocean. I don't think they're as convenient. I don't know. I 
This is not Game of Thrones. They don't give you like a map at the start. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I'm not the, sure the thing that we how far away that actually the is. The thing that we as Georgians need to remember is that they are in Alexandria now, and here in Atlanta, the ocean is four hours away, and they filmed on Jekyll Island. So that's where I keep getting everything just kind of oh, that is nothing you know, to do with screwed this. up in yeah. my brain. Yeah, there's nothing to do with them being in Virginia. Though. No, I know this, but in Virginia, the ocean's a little bit closer. Yeah. Not that much so, closer. Anyways. They're not just around the corner. Yes. The, that's the bottom line. And so it's... it's. But it's not like they're walking. They but they also cars. took all their guns, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, they did. But I'm talking, this is people. And, well, so, and yeah. hey, we're not worried about guns anymore. We that's saw Rick true. and his crew. They uh-huh. had got guns and ammo aplenty. They don't have the biggest gun, which is the other thing that happened in those past two episodes that we didn't talk... We oh, I thought, you were gonna, I thought you were saying Eugene. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, they don't have. Yeah, they don't have the hair. They don't have the big gun. The hair game. Eugene. Hair game. But no, they they don't have the uh, the massive gun that took out the kingdom and and ended up well, being another one. That was yeah, because it got blown up. Yeah, yeah. So, that was. That or was did they get it? Did they get it in this episode? Was that what uh, Rick and Daryl? No, they blew the van up. They blew the it up in the in the jeep. Uh, that's right. When when they had that stupid fight, which was really stupid. <laughs> it was. I don't get it. Because they got that box off the back of the truck, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it was sitting right next to the Jeep when it blew up. Well, remember, so, they were I mean, trying it, to get it, it out. It could be yeah. saved. Who knows? But I doubt yeah. it. I okay. They didn't say no. That was the whole implication of blowing up that Jeep is that they lost everything that was in the Jeep. Yeah. That's kind of what okay. they were saying. Yeah. So, All right. Um, so, so the starting of the episode, when they're passing the letters back and forth, I thought that was mm-hmm. actually kind of cool. Yeah. They're communicating. That's yeah. getting everybody updated. It's also yeah. telling you that they're, you know, that there's still a plan. It was a good um, storytelling device. Mm-hmm. I, I again, I, I keep coming back to wiping out everybody from from uh, the kingdom as being a bad, you know, just kind of a lame insertion into the story. I mean, they wanted to get, they wanted to have it look tragic because the because the kingdom had done such a great job of attacking everybody and and ambushing people and stuff like that. But you didn't have to kill the whole town. You know, you didn't have to kill the whole kingdom army to do it. Now it, I'm now I'm just kind of scratching my head, wondering what exactly is the uh, use of the kingdom at this point, other than a drama for for uh, King Ezekiel. Well, there's still people there. There are still people there that are capable of fighting, even though they might not be the most skilled fighters. Well, and that's yeah, that's what Carol's trying to convince him of is like, listen, you gotta you gotta get these people morale back on track. Right. You can't just sit in here in here and feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. And um, they have something to fight for now even more because their entire, all the men and, and all their warriors, because there's some women in there too, have all been wiped out. So so get pissed off. Get mad at Negan and, and seek revenge if you have to, but get the job done. If there's more soldiers left. This is what I'm saying. They have mm-hmm. to rally their regular people to make them soldiers. Just like back in World War One and Two, when the women folk were left behind, they had to go to work. You know, yeah. rally. Go make some Get liberty the job ships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some tanks. Sell some bonds. And some planes. Get those chicks riveting people. <laughs> <laughs> but I still do feel, I, I feel, I, I do feel like there is still a plan underneath that we haven't been allowed Pretty to see tea. yet. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And, and it's still somewhat on, 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 uh, on staff going forward. So we'll see what happens. How about the uh, the uh, the brilliant move of um, 
Jesus bringing all the prisoners back to to uh, Hilltop and what they're having to go through there. Jesus has too big of a heart. He is Jesus. And, and he, yes, and he needs to see the danger that's involved, especially with, what's his face? Um, Jared? Gregory? Jared. Oh, Jared. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, Jared, the fact no Jared's Jared. still alive doesn't make, you know, if you shoot Jared, you make the point to everybody else in there. You know, just shoot the guy. He's such an ass. Like, who turns down a raw turnip? You know? <laughs> there is that point. Yeah, and not only did he turn it down, but, like, he really, like, threw it off his lap. Well, he let it roll off. He's like, nah. Well, his hands no, are tied know, together. It, it, we were talking about that back in the Monsters episode, um, which is, what was that, like, Three, four, three or four, three. Yeah, and and um, how that was a stupid idea of him bringing it back there, and they're still dealing with it, and it's still the argument. Right. I mean, the fact that Morgan didn't kill him on the spot was was ridiculous to me. But yeah, I mean, if you want to make home, Scott. Yeah, I mean, but if you want to if you want to make a point to keep your prisoners in line, especially after you put him in the cage and he's reaching for a gun, pop him. Everybody else in there is going to be going, oh shit. I mean, Maggie is already very hesitant to have them anywhere near their community. Um, for her, like, okay, she's throwing Jesus a bone by building this cage, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, for them and bringing them inside the gates. I'm assuming just to protect them from whatever is on the outside, walkers and whatnot. But, you know, then Jared screws up again by trying to, to go for the gun, take his ass out. Like right. That's what at I'm saying. this point, Make Maggie an should like red flags should be going off for Maggie and she should be like, mm, nope, not happening. Not having him in here. And now the fact that she finally threw Gregory mm-hmm. into the pen. That should have been done a long time ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's dangerous that was great. enough. Yeah. So now she's got two dangerous people in the pen together. Who can mm-hmm. collaborate against them? And Gregory knows all the inside secrets of the of the community, so mm-hmm. she's really got a dangerous situation on her hands. And I don't think she's seeing that, you know. Yep. Well, I think part of the reason why they made the enclosure was to make it easier to to um, guard them. That's the other thing, you know, just having them out against the wall out there. You had to have a bunch of guards out there. If you, at least if you have them inside barbed wire and so forth, then then you don't have to use quite as many guards to guard them. Yeah, but do it out the outside of the wall. Yeah, but then your own people are in danger of walkers and stuff like that, or being attacked True. out there. So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jared just should be done. I mean, it's ridiculous to have him in there. You, you know there's nothing good is going to come of it. Someone someone will be killed by Jared in the end. Yes. You know, and and that'll will be, and you'll be thinking, it. And you'll be like, oh, that's so dramatic. Well, no, it's pretty lame. The guy should be dead. There's no reason to have him around. He's the, <laughs> he's the, the perfect example maker. Um, when you watch that and you actually think to yourself, oh, that was pretty dramatic. Scott's just going to pop into the screen as you're watching. You'd be like, no, that's pretty lame. <laughs> no, they should have killed him earlier. You just feel like a cut out of Scott's face says lame. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to make a puppet on a stick. Lame police. <laughs> Have your Scott Vision filter on, folks. Yeah. <laughs> that was lame. Oh, that was lame. The scene where they showed Gregory up against the wall after he'd been thrown in the pin. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like cowered in a little ball, all crouched yeah. together. He looked like a little child who 
like an innocent little child trying to cuddle with his mom. You yeah, know? he's weak. He's a weak Very guy. Weak. Or scared. Or a scared little child. All of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like that Jesus came in and said, yeah, now Jerry's trying to, or, or uh, Gregory is trying to uh, talk himself up to the to the uh, savior of people now. Yeah, he's switching sides. He's right, going right. with whoever is going to protect him. But he was him. laughingly saying, like, yeah, who gives a rat's ass? Yeah, of course. It's not going to do him any good. Of course. What do you think about Maggie's leadership skills? Do you uh, think she's um, stepping up and, and doing the right thing? She seems a bit weak here still. Because she's letting Jesus get away with some of this stuff. She's not, I don't know. She, I don't feel like she's got a full grasp of everything. But maybe that's just because it's not, you know, this isn't one, this one's not so focused on her. Yeah. But I think, I think Maggie feels like she needs Jesus on her side. Yeah. To have good control of Hilltop. Because Jesus has been the one who's been backing her the whole way there. So I think she's got a, a little bit of a delicate balance she has to go with there. She has to, you know, give some, Jesus something to keep his support because I'm sure there are people in there that are, you know, falling behind what Jesus is saying on mm-hmm. this stuff. So, yeah, I would say she's, I, I think she's doing what she can with a very unstable uh, situation. But again, I think, you know, she's, I think she's privy to the plan. So she kind of has an idea what's going on. I think she's just trying to maintain at this point. I think that letter that she wrote to, to the heads mm-hmm. of each division, you know, when they were um, at the beginning of the episode, when they're um, updating everybody. Um, and she says, she tells everybody that she's got Gregory and she's got all of the, um, the sanctuary guys and they're outside of the walls. And she says, mm-hmm. we have to decide what we're going to do with them. And then she changes it and says, I have to decide what we're going to do with them. Mm, right. That's a good point. Yeah. So thank you. Um, mm-hmm. um, she's she's trying to feel her way through. She's trying to become a accustomed and used to being the leader of this community. And I think she's trying to think of like what would Rick do in a situation like this, and also like what her gut is telling her to do. And she's still very timid and not so sure of some of her decisions. But she's just trying to feel her way through to to the next, you know. The yeah, next and I that think she, she you know, she's she's trying to be. I mean, she's being strong. I mean, uh, uh, you know, she even cut off Jesus at the end of it. You know, when Jesus says thank you, you know, to her, and she's like, no, 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 you, you don't understand. They're bargaining chips. Um, yeah. If if they're not needed, then they can't live. Mm-hmm. You know, so <clears throat> I guess I guess what I would say in this one, it, it, maybe it just felt like um, it, it, she was definitely being strong, and she was not. She was being a little bit less than. Um, diplomatic because mm-hmm. she was more of a leader than right. this I mean, but she was still giving way to jesus and whatever he was trying to do but i guess her role in this one was more of kind of the side story mm-hmm. you know it was like right. a little bit more about jesus and all the stuff that was happening there until she put gregory in the hold right and but i think you know based on the conversations she was having with gregory and stuff like that she was she was still more in control of the situation than she was letting yeah. on, I think. And yeah, that's, that's why that's her true. decision to put uh, Gregory in there was actually surprised to everybody else except for uh, Gregory's uh, number one guy, who you could see him kind of, come on, Gregory. He was dragging him to the cage. I can't remember what the guy's name is. The guy that he sold out. All right. What about this Dylan guy? Do you think that we can trust him? He's the savior that keeps... 
you know, uh, trying to placate uh, everybody. Probably. Was he the probably. one that was talking to uh, Jesus yeah. on the outside? Yeah. was kind of yeah. getting into yeah. his head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't trust that guy. He was the one who surrendered by himself in that warehouse, and then everybody else came in, and he told them to put their guns down. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that the same guy? Uh-huh. Yeah. The younger guy? Oh, I thought it was a different... Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, um, but he was... I'm... I don't know, man. I think he's, I think he's, you know, he's one of these guys that's just trying to survive, you know? I don't it think definitely he's a felt real like, threat. It felt like the little dialogue between him and Jesus had more meaning to it than I probably got out of it. <laughs> because he's, you know, he says, you know, none of us are angels. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, he seems like they're setting him up to be more important than, than uh, you know, what we've seen so far. So. Well, in a way, he's kind of like Gregory. Because he can easily switch sides as long as you're going to protect him. I just don't see the you know? slime coming off of him that you see with Gregory. No, no. and I agree with that. But but yeah. I think what, the, what we're seeing between Gregory and Dylan is the two different sides of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't trust Gregory. We all know that. Dylan, we don't really know him very well yet. Right. But he's definitely playing the same game that Gregory played in that... He will say and do what you want him to do as long as you are there for him and protect him and provide for him, and he will do the same for you. But he seems a little bit more sincere than Gregory does, like not yeah. the slime ball factor. I right. felt like he was more of like a test for Jesus since Jesus had just been dealing with that guy that completely faked him out in the Savior compound. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this you know mm-hmm. this guy could completely be playing him. And that's, I mean, Jesus told him to shut up, you know, because he didn't want to hear whatever he was trying to sell. I think I I don't see this guy as being, you know, Gregory, I see is trying to be manipulative. And um, I don't see this other guy is doing that. I see this guy is trying to survive, Mm. you know, playing up his innocence somewhat and so forth like that. But Gregory is just trying to manipulate everybody into what he thinks you know, we'll get him what he wants. This other guy, I think, is, is I don't know, I think he's more of a survivor type than than that. You know, now that we're talking about this, the junkyard dogs are kind of the same way. Rick is going to them with a deal to, to take their side, but we already know that they've taken Negan's side. Talking about Janice? Jadis. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Janice is Janice is ridiculous, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So we've got not really these three examples of people in or in groups that are trying to decide which way they want to go in this mm-hmm. all-out war. You know, you're talking about the swing states. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The Trinity, exactly. which is come on, you know, Minnesota. Like the, the, which way are you going? The name of this episode: the King, the Widow, and Rick. It's like choose, choose your side. Mm-hmm. Um, you could throw Negan in. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta ask you something, Kim. Was were the uh, were the junkyard dogs part of the comic book series? Okay, so what, <laughs> you don't have to get. Just, it's a simple yes or no question. I will say this: mm-hmm. they are not. I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, do, you want, do you need to consult your lawyer? Before <laughs> <laughs> you give an answer on that one. They are not in the parts that I have read. Okay. Because, I mean, they just, they just, you know, the other groups seem to be somewhat realistic in the way that they would evolve and so forth. Junkyard dogs are just silly. 
I mean, with the, you know, what what what, what is this like? Three hundred years pattern? after society fell apart, and these guys have <laughs> the developed a whole new language. And stuff? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mean, know. That was just so silly. And how do you find so much black clothes? They've got nothing but black clothes. Uh, they probably went to like an art district. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I think I, well, I, I got to tell you in all honesty, I think they're silly as hell. <laughs> I think Jadis whole... is not even wearing clothes when she's doing her sculpture <laughs> just, work. Yeah, that whole that whole that whole storyline is just so silly to me. <laughs> I liked her sculptures, but sure, may, yeah, maybe they are trying sculpture. to they're kind of play that whole artsy design thing. Yeah, with her hair with her haircut and stuff. That's what that's that's like your crew, right? Crew ah, hang hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they have. They have. I, I mean, I think we all agree they have created like a very weird post-apocalyptic society. That's like, where the hell is that coming from? Maybe it would have fit into like Dune. Yeah, that's right. What I that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't this happen like three year, three hundred years ago or something? The society fell apart and they evolved this. <sighs> I mean, come on. Shot you. The talking just makes Why no back? sense. Yeah. Maybe they've been. Maybe they got like the lead pipes in from Detroit or something like that. They all just kind of had some brain damage going on. I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I just think that that whole storyline is just silly as hell. Yeah, it's a little weird. Well, well, the other groups, you know, they all seem like something you would expect. Even, even, I don't even have a problem with the kingdom, with King Ezekiel and so forth, and how that all evolved. Yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. the yeah, junkyard dogs are just like don't make the any top-ness. sense. Yeah, they no. just that that's. I know. I think if I were a traveler and I came upon the junkyard dogs, I'd be like, mm, you know, I think I'd do better out on my own. So thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> they um, don't want to disturb anything, and I don't think I want to disturb them. Yeah. Exactly. A Give weird. a wide berth to the junkyard folks. Yes. I don't think I'm going to talk to them to talk about allying or anything like that. No. Um, why Why do you think they kept Rick, though? Do you think they're planning on turning him over to Negan? I don't know. Rick seemed to be, you know, Rick seemed to be okay with it. I mean, he didn't seem Scott's to be Scott's on board with Rick's plan. I'm on board with the plan. There's got to be a plan. I don't know. He's a team know. player. Why did, why did Why did uh, Jadis write the A on the, uh, on the container that Rick's in? Is that what she wrote? I was yeah. trying to figure that out. That's yeah, an A. Huh. Why does the A keep showing up? Oh, that's an even better question. Well, it showed up. Yeah, it was on Terminus. It was on their trailer in Terminus. Daryl's Daryl's outfit. His outfit. Yeah. And he was a in Sanctuary. Ah, right. Hmm. Was There's that a it? guy named Aaron. No, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, that's a stretch. Uh, Negan's an A-hole. Yeah. Oh. Yep. 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 That fits. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of reoccurring A's. I don't know, but that's a very good question. She had to mean something by it. I think that he is probably supposed to be for Negan as a. You don't think Jadis was at Terminus or something, huh? No. (laughs) Just just trying to stretch that out a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Tell you what, why don't we go ahead and take a break? And when we come back, we'll talk about Rosita and Michonne and their little road trip. All right, everybody, we're back. Um, Rosita and Michonne went. On a little walkabout because they were feeling a little left behind. They read the <laughs> letters and so forth, and they really wanted to see what's going on. So they wanted to get out there and go see the uh, the Savior's uh, sanctuary. So um, that was a little interesting. They got into a little bit of a an issue. Well, it was weird when when Michonne just all of a sudden was like, "Stop the car!" I know. And you're How like, did "What?" She hear that? 
She heard the, the car she heard what? the music. Yeah. I know, she heard, but she heard she heard the fat seriously. lady. I thought that was a cool idea. I mean, that those two thought to go and get all those speakers and put them together to draw. Yeah, the, it was awesome. And especially that the they called it away. the fat lady. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah, so, that. Yeah, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Um, and the fight was was interesting. Michonne was getting her butt kicked um, because she's broken all over. Um, mm-hmm. But um, the that uh, Rosita actually going through the boxes was actually kind of funny too. She pulled, <laughs> she reaches in that box and pulls out that hot glue gun. <laughs> Yeah, she's kind of like, what yeah. the hell? Am I do this? <laughs> and then she throws it as a yeah. distraction. Yes, right. Yeah, and then she just funny. comes upon a bazooka. How about that? What a lucky find! Seriously, she I mean, blew, she blew the shit out of that guy. That was beautiful. That was a great scene. Though. That was a fantastic was awesome scene, scene, but yeah. so yes. hard to believe. Yes, she yeah. incinerates the guy. That dude, yeah. he so, literally so did. sweetheart. Like, you know, vanished. you're not going to shoot me with that. Boom. As soon as it got out of his mouth. Well, his first mistake was calling her sweetheart. Like, yeah. fuck you, asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand where Rosita and, and Michonne would be kind of lonely back at Alexandria and like... Well, they're both fighters. Yeah. And, and like to be left behind and it's out like of the fight. It's a caged animal. Yeah, when but they both had been their asses kicked, though. Rosita yeah, had been shot I- and Michonne had, been, had the shit kicked out of her. Yeah, but for both of them to be such prominent uh, weapons. But their problem is is they both, you know, they both left their duties. Their duties were to protect Alexandria. And Carl did the same thing. I mean, they didn't they didn't follow the plan. There was a lot of people going off script. I mean, you had you 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 know uh, what's going to happen. Yeah. So wolves are going to come back. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you, you got that going on. And you got, um, what was it? Uh, uh, Gregory? Daryl. Daryl, thank you. <laughs> you got Daryl on his on his uh, run of vengeance, going mm-hmm. after uh, Dwight and so forth. So, hey, you know, no one's no one's back at the Alexandria crew is really not doing a good job following the plan. Well, you know. Why? Why is that? Are they thinking that Rick is too soft now? That Rick is not living up to their expectations? And they think that um, more should be done? I don't know. You know, or, it's, no, it's I, think, I think it's all, you know, this is like all or nothing time. And I think everybody is just doing whatever they can to, to you know, not to take down Negan and his crew. So, I mean, yeah, there is a plan, but, you know, they're they're going to go off script a little bit. Could part of it be that the um, that possibly mm, I don't know maybe Rick's plans haven't worked out real well in the past. They haven't, and, and you're right. A little bit of doubt. You're right, but but think about it from Rick's point of view. I mean, like he just killed that. He just killed Grace's dad, the baby, uh, without even thinking about it. And lo and behold, he has a baby in the other room who mm-hmm. depends on him, mm-hmm. which is why Rick then hesitates when Daryl suggests that they just lead um, the walkers inside of the sanctuary to let them wreak havoc on the inhabitants. And Rick is like, no, there's families in there. You can't just well, go in point. and go yeah. crazy. I had forgotten about that. Well, one. not only that, he's, he's watching Daryl just become ruthless, yeah. which yeah. is what he was at one point, killing, killing people and, been giving up and stuff like that, you know. So they're they're all kind of switching places. Yeah. 
in these episodes. Mm-hmm. They just need to stick to the plan, damn it. Well... Keep it simple, stupid. Rick has been doing this a lot longer than the other ones, and by that I mean that he's got the law enforcement training, and he knows how to quell a crowd, I guess you could say. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's got that combat experience. He's and a team player. Well, he the is strategic a team. experience. He, but the yeah. problem is, is his strategy hasn't worked out in the past. Strategy. Well, yeah, he's hesitated nice. a lot. He's hesitated a lot in the past, which has caused some major issues. And I think that's where the other guys are like, screw this. We're just yeah. or, going Yeah, in. or he's underestimated the enemy. I mean, he, he thought that uh, the that outpost was all of Negan's people when they went in there and, and wiped all those folks out. And it turns out that was just one of the outposts. Yes. And they came back at him with a vengeance. Well, I mean, okay, coming back to Michonne and um, Rosita, though, how does Daryl show up at the exact point where he needs to ram through? Daryl, I think it's Daryl's new thing. I think, I think, you know, <laughs> it's like you never have to worry about anybody getting away because Daryl is going to show up and, and right. run Seriously. over them. I, his new thing has to be, you know, being there when the villains are trying to escape. You yeah. know, he's like Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, he is. He is. He's just going to keep coming. He's going to keep coming. And. Yeah, I think Daryl's just going to be the guy that arrives on time when that happens. And then he disappear- disappears. He sure, he sure nailed the shit out of uh, the fat lady, huh? Yes, he did. He disappears into the sunset. He does. He rides off angry and greasy. Uh, such a guy. Well, Tara... Somewhere to be, man. <laughs> Tara jumped on his side pretty quickly, too. It was well, kind yeah. of like that... Um, that kissy kissy scene where they're both like i was looking for you and he's like yeah i was looking for you too well it was obvious <laughs> they both had their own agendas and they realized their agendas were were compatible so because you he know was tara like, was trying to tell her I know game. You, yeah you know i think tara was trying to tell her i know you said you were going to kill dwight she said but i want to be the one that kills dwight yeah well we can both do that yeah we can both do that we don't even have to wait I'm like really okay that's not in the plan it's not in the plan. You got it on a piece okay, of paper. So that's... Well, so if, if all these people are going off on, on their own and do whatever the hell they want, um, what do you think Rick's going to do at the end of all of this? Like, is he going to be able to trust his crew? Yeah, put him in timeout. I think, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think they're, I think they're definitely, you know, with the, with the uh, uh, Rick and Daryl fight and, and all that kind of stuff. They're definitely building, building it up to being a, a uh, breakdown of their relationship. So, yeah, you know, and then Tara, Tara's just become, you know, cold blooded as hell. Well, I think, Seriously. you know, I can't, it might not be something happening to Alexandria or whatever, but you guys are both building up to the point that, you know, because these people are going off script of what Rick saying, there's got to be a consequence to that. So mm-hmm. that's going to happen in the next couple episodes. How many do we have until the two break? more, two more, two more. So something. Things, even though they've fallen apart, like you said, Scott, things haven't fallen apart to the point where the plan's not still moving forward. So we got two episodes for something bad to happen, mm-hmm. uh, or something, something good. To go way, I mean, way off script. Maybe, maybe we'll actually have a season that ends on a high note. No, really. Well, it's just nah. a mid-season. They can't do that. I'm trying, man. No, I know. I agree. It'd be cool, but then you know, 
They don't have the hanger. There's got to be something negative. I guess so. I, I just, I, yeah, there must be something. I don't know. I, I don't know what they're building towards. I, I, I mean, I hope they're not building towards just, you know, having the whole plan fall apart and then we're back in our predicament again. Because that would be... No. That would I don't be think it's going to be lame. necessarily that bad, but they've got the boot on Negan and his crew right now, and, and mm-hmm. something needs to be a little less um, confident for them. You know, mm. there needs wow. there needs to be a little bit more fear. Well, I, I well, think even, we've seen it shaky as hell right now, don't we? Well, it's going to get worse, I think, before it gets out. better. You know, they got prisoners on the hilltop, and the kingdom got wiped out, so... You know, that's pretty bad. Carl is even going off script in that when he finally finds Sadiq, he's like, if I was following what my dad wanted, I wouldn't even be here talking to you right now. He was almost proud of it. Yeah, well, it's because he was pointing out, you know, Sadiq was pointing out, you got to honor your parents. And he Mm -hmm. said, well, if I were honoring my parents right now, I wouldn't be talking to you. So, and I certainly wouldn't be bringing you back to our compound. So kind of like everybody's against Rick at the moment. Yeah, I or think not, Carl just not meant against it. him, but I think I think Carl just meant it kind of is, is is an ironic statement. I don't think he was actually being critical of his dad on that. He was just I think it was just more of a humorous irony. Yeah, he tried to wink, but he didn't have an eyeball. Right. Oh, he did wink, but you just couldn't see it behind the patch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's bad. Dun dun. dun. <laughs> blinky blinky. So what about Carl? <laughs> <laughs> going back and finding Sadiq was that a smart move on his part or yes. does it matter yes I think it was I think it was a very smart move um, why well because you gotta you gotta show some compassion you know I mean the guy obviously wasn't threatening and mm-hmm. you know he should at least go out you know if this is a guy that's that is just trying to survive and so forth then why not go out and see if you know if you have a chance, I don't know. I mean, I I think it was it was nice to see Carl's humanity, mm-hmm. um, in this story, because there's a lot of people losing their humanity in this story. So, you know, yeah, I thought it was refreshing, a uh, little offshoot to tell you the truth. And I think the answers that Sadiq gave, um, I, I think gave you know bolstered showed his yeah showed his honesty. Yeah, to, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and showed okay. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was out there fighting on his own. Um, he wasn't killing people other than the one guy he had to kill because the walkers didn't do Could the job. Off. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, and he was honoring his parents. So obviously, I mean, he was came from a you know good moral background. Right. He wasn't killing. And, he wasn't killing walkers out of some bloodlust or something like that. Right. He had an yeah, actual and, reason mean, the, for doing it. Yeah, the reasoning was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. So, which was, I think was the the thing that Carl was completely surprised by, and and maybe an eye opening thing in his own situation was that I mean, here's this guy that Carl thought was wasting his time by killing these things off because it was releasing their souls or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he also felt something about you know that when Sadiq first talked to him about his parents and so forth when he was hiding yeah. behind the car. Mm-hmm. Carl, I think, felt some somewhat of a kindred spirit there. And, yeah. you know, that, um, you know, that this guy was was not an evil person. He was just somebody who was just trying to survive and trying to keep his moral code as much as possible, that he had a moral code, that he had a moral background. I think that Carl going back to find Sadiq 
it was definitely not needed for our story, but I think in order for Carl to feel like he, um, well, just like you said, like the, the morality of the whole thing, I think he needs to kind of break away from his dad a little bit. Um, I mean, Rick is very like, let's get the job done and by whatever means possible, let's get the job done. And Carl is more like, yeah, but there's, they're people. He's more pragmatic. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why Carl was so mad at his dad when he was shooting towards Sadiq, even though he was shooting in the air and, and Rick made a point to say that I'm shooting in the air, but he's like, what the fuck? Like, like this guy is hungry and he's alone and he just needs our help. And you're going to shoot him off. We've been in this position. We've been in this position before. Exactly. And um, and he might have something to contribute to us. Now, on the flip side, you've got people like the Saviors who you can't really trust. So is Sadiq somebody that you can trust, even though he's telling you this sob story about his mom and all this other stuff? You know, is is it just a story? Well, I think or that's where the truth? I think that's where the questions come in. I think that's where when you ask the questions, you hear the answers. That's when you make a decision. OK, is this a guy that I can try to trust mm-hmm. or not? You know, but his dad is the one that didn't he didn't even bother asking questions to that guy. Mm-hmm. Just shot at right. him. So, right. Uh, and, and which is stupid because Rick was the one who established that protocol. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yet he didn't even try to follow it. Now, it may have been because Rick just didn't have time to deal with it then or whatever. But but he he established that protocol, though, before a lot of this craziness went down. Sure. Without a doubt. So, yeah, but. Can't lose the bearings on that. I guess, you know? but... Well, I, I mean, think, I the, think the reason I think he set that protocol was to, to be able to find out if that person, you know, in those three questions, you can find out if that person has somewhat of a moral compass. I think that's the whole point of this, of his interaction with this Sadiq guy, is a, a reminder of, okay, not everyone is out there to kill. Right, you know, a reminder of okay, there can be good people still out there, mm-hmm. and you don't have to just mm-hmm. shoot people on sight. He's, he's like Aaron, you know. Yes. I mean, you know, he's he's obviously someone. You know, as you get to know him, you're finding out that he's someone who's just trying to make the world a better. You know, trying to survive or make the world a better place. Yeah, does that mean Carl's going to die next? Ooh, because he's our new moral compass. Oh, don don't don don. Well. Wouldn't that suck for Rick? <laughs> it actually would suck. I'm starting to like Carl now. I think I think this whole, like all these decisions that people are making in this episode completely tie back to the title of the episode with the king, the widow, and the Rick. And Rick, the Rick. The Rick. <laughs> the Rick. The Rickster. <laughs> the, you know, King Ezekiel at this point is very, um, not cowardly, but... Um, scared to death and doesn't want to pursue the plan. The widow, Maggie, is strong and she's trying to make the right decisions, but she's still kind of timid in those decisions. And Rick, he's got a plan and he's going to follow it. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's he's also starting to, you know, the humanity is starting to come back into him. Yeah, Yeah, but I still think his warriors are getting a little out of... Yeah, mm-hmm. like we're saying, out of hand. Out of hand. They're, they're, he doesn't have quite so much control on what the plan is. I don't doing. think he's 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 quite aware of all that. He because he still no. seems to be very confident 
in the way yeah. things he's are going still, right now. He still goes. He still has that swagger, yeah. which is the the makes you a little nervous because he thinks everything is the gears are still turning outside of the junkyard. Yes, and yet he's still he's still playing along, but maybe not everyone's going to be there to back him up and get his ass out of there. Exactly, that's true. Exactly. So, so I really like this episode. You know, going back to our very first thing, um, I really like this episode in that they tied up all of those bits and pieces. It was like a big puzzle that they just kind of they brought together. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm waiting to see what happens next. Yeah, <laughs> I had, I had, they're still I, under I, I was mixed yeah. on the episode. I, I liked a lot of it. Uh, didn't care for some of it. Um, you know, I, I'm not particularly, I, I think the whole junkyard dog thing is a little silly. Um, but, uh, but a lot of the other stuff I really liked a lot. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I had, I had a very favorable opinion of the episode. And so you guys ready to get three. into talking about the episode then? <laughs> exactly. So we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some listener feedback and the big news. We'll be back in a minute. So raise a glass to turnings of the season. Watch it as it arcs towards the sun. And you must bear your neighbor's burden within reason. And your labors will be born when all is done. And nobody, nobody knows. Let me up from our shoulders. Don't carry it all, don't carry it all. All right, we're back, and uh, we're actually going to do our hit or miss segment. Um, so I'm going to start it off this week. Nah, nah, Come nah, on. Nah, nah. Nope. What the hell? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> making, a, making a quarterback call right now. I'm going to start it off. So, um, I'm looking at my hit for this week, and, uh, you know, I had a couple things I liked a lot. I loved the bazooka shot. I love Gregory <laughs> getting thrown into a cage. But my the best part for me was Sadiq. I yeah. love that character. I really do. Mm. I love. I, I'm so happy to have a a what looks to be a positive character in the show, and you know I loved it when Abram or Abram not Abram, um, Aaron, excuse me, Aaron came on the show. Yeah, and I really wanted to you know see that character more and so forth. And I'm kind of the same way with Sadiq. I really am going to be interested to see. I can't wait to see when Rick comes back and sees the guy and so forth and how all that's handled out. Cause yeah. I have a feeling that they're really going to like Sadiq in the future. Yeah. Um, and he's, and he's, he's a uh, character that not only is he positive about how he uh, moves through this world, but he also holds his own at the same time. Yep. So, yep. which I, I felt like the white plastic bag as like the bait for the walkers was awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. right. Yeah. Yep. So they're just like, setting set traps, setting traps. <laughs> anyway, you know those so things I, love jellyfish. Right. <laughs> so that was my that was my big hit for the episode. Stu, how about you? What do you have? Uh, okay. Well, you passed over Bazooka Joe, mm-hmm. the guy that gets blown up. So awesome. That was incredible. That was very cool. Very cool. Great scene. Just disintegrated. In yeah. Yeah. It was, 
I mean, like, for all the times that you're like, okay, kill Jared or yeah. kill G- Gregory or kill, and, and they just blow that guy up, and you're like, yes. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Finally. Somebody satisfied. Some asshole. Yeah. <laughs> just like getting ready to destroy their plan. So, yeah, that was a great, great feeling. Cool. Cool. Kim, what was your hit? Uh, well, uh, I also loved Bazooka Joe. And um, I really, I okay, so I have a couple of honorable mentions, of course. Um, the fact that Jerry never left Ezekiel mm-hmm. was very um, awesome. Yeah. Um, Touching. Spoke to their relationship a lot and J- Jerry's dedication to Ezekiel, even though I think it's pretty obvious that he knows that Ezekiel is playing a part oh, in yeah. the whole Jer- King thing. I think Jerry has known um, that from the whole, from the beginning. But he yeah, liked I it. think, yeah, I think so too. Um, but he's still sticking with him, and he he has faith, and he has belief in him, and he still has belief in the whole mission itself. And so, mm-hmm. well, he says he needs it, you know, exactly. I mean, like, and like, I think they all need it. I think mm-hmm. they all need to have that belief that everything is going to be okay. And King Ezekiel is so over the top that he makes you feel like. The whole world is just sunshine and roses. So, um, and, it, you know, I love that. So that's just my honorable mention. My real hit, Sadiq. Oh, All okay. Right. Wow. All right. All right. Yeah. So Sadiq, I love the whole interaction between Carl and Sadiq, especially in that Carl goes back for him and brings him food and water and goes back goes beyond whatever his dad wanted him to do. And he still has that humanity in him to make that decision to save somebody instead of turning his back on somebody. So, and, and I'm also excited about Sadiq and what that character brings to the show. My only question with Sadiq is that how is he out there by himself this entire time? And survivor come across other people, you know? Well, I'm well, sure he, he did says, come across other people, but he, he did. I think he even hid. says something about it the first time he meets something about having been with other people or something, doesn't he? He was with when another he was hiding group, behind right? the car. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember him saying okay. something about it. But anyway, he's a survivor, you know. Yeah. It's just like um, um, backpack guy, the red mm-hmm. backpack guy. He was with another group, but he didn't do well. Did not. Do well. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sadiq wasn't doing real well either. He obviously no, he couldn't wasn't. find food or water. So, and when yeah, when Carl says that we're with a community, he actually you could see it in his face. He's like, yeah, his eyes, know, like his little... eyes, kind of like it got wider. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're like, oh, He's like, oh, really? <laughs> Take me to your people. Yeah, Sweet. really. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, even after they had the fight, you know, with the with the walkers, um, and you could see Sadiq you know, was saying, why didn't you leave? You know, why didn't you mm-hmm. leave? And Carl was like, because I'm responsible for you now. Mm-hmm. And, and Sadiq was like, you could almost see him like, look up to heaven. Like, I can't believe I found this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Good, good, good plot line. Well, let's go to my miss. My miss I've stated repeatedly, the junkyard dogs. I, I, mm, I'm not getting it. Uh, I think it's quite silly. I love the uh, naked sculpting. That made a lot of sense. I just think that that whole that whole group is so silly; it's ridiculous. Oh my god! Anyway. All right. Well, I'm going to join you with that on that one. Unfortunately, 
I, I, I'm still trying to figure out the purpose. There's, I mean, there's got to be, they're going to come around and use them in some way mm-hmm. and turn them around. But it, again, I'm like, ah. Eh. That's why I was. That's why I brought up well, go to Oceanside because I'm like, screw the junkyard dogs. Those people are dangerous. Yeah, well, they don't make sense. There's no way people no. are going to end up that way. <laughs> and it wasn't like Jadis. Like I don't like Jadis. I actually trust a little bit more than that little that's her. Yeah, the, the side other. guy that yeah. older dude. He's like that, a rat. Yes, so with the slick bag of hair. Yep. Yeah. Yes, the beak nose. Oh, I forget what he said. He just he like. Said the same thing twice in reverse. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I was like, Rick, just punch that guy in the face. Trust you now. Yes. Don't trust you now or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, yep. Wow, yeah. Big dialogue writers on that one. Um, That's poetic, Kimmy? buddy. Kimmy, what is your uh, miss? My Okay, so my miss is a little bit different. I did not have many misses for this episode itself. Well, that's just silly. However, I have a Come miss on, for The Talking Dead. Oh, the Talking Dead. Okay. And that is the fact that they have ruined the surprise of who was going to be the crossover and that they ruined the surprise of Morgan's demise. Maybe. But did they actually say he was going to die? You know, like, what else is going to happen? He's leaving the show. He's leaving the show. But you know yeah. what, Kim? Kim, I think I think the way that this happened, I really think they didn't have a choice because I think word was getting out. Because the way this was kind of quickly you think they had to done. Pull the trigger? Well, yeah, that's they had what I to pull heard, the trigger. Actually, yeah, that they really. had to pull the trigger because they were worried about pictures getting out from the set mm. from the walk, Fear the Walking Dead. But but, I, but also the way it happened so fast, there was no talk on the on the web or anything about the fact that they were going to be releasing that on that show. It wasn't until, you know, right up before that show is getting going that they even announced that they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, tells me the word got out and they, they yeah. knew it was going to, the beans were going to be spilled. So they might as well do it themselves. Well, okay. So if that's the case, fine, whatever. But I just, I, it sucks. Like it's stupid. It's horrible that <laughs> like Morgan is not even, do you on have, scene right now. Do you have any other negative descriptive words that you could use? It's possibly? bullshit. <laughs> well, he's on. He's on like for the he, rest of the season. No, no, no. But listen, he's not on scene right now. There is no threat to his life at this moment. And mm-hmm. now we all know that this is his last season. That he's going to die. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is up with that? Like, that's bull. Well, that's horrible. Like, so. I'm really upset about that. I uh, think I'm just not. That. Uh, I'm just not able to figure out how he plays into their story. I'm I not, don't either, either because how does he end up in Austin, well, Texas, we, for Pete's we, sake? We were talking about that because, like, okay, and when he meets Rick, he is in his town, right, yeah. with his wife and his yes. daughter in Georgia, yes. and and of course he can't kill his wife. Blah 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 goes through all his craziness. How is how is he supposed to have been in Texas and then coming back? I mean, does he go to Texas with Dwayne, and then and then Dwayne gets killed there, and he comes back to Georgia or something? I mean, yeah. And why would he go to Texas? Like, right. That just makes no sense to me. And in Fear of the Walking Dead world, Rick is awake by now. Right. So what's up? I like. I just think it's stupid. Okay, how do we know that? How how do we know Rick's just awake because of the him? timeline? It's already like a year or so in to the apocalypse in Fear of the Walking Dead world. Is it that long in? It's got to be. Maybe. Maybe know. six months. I don't know. But Rick wakes up at like that time. 
Right, right. But that's why I don't understand how Morgan could be on it. It made a lot of sense when the you know all the rumors about uh, Cudlets being on it. Yeah. Because yeah. Cudlets came through Texas and yeah. so forth. That made sense. I could see well, that. Any of them. Yeah, any of the people that came from Texas. I honestly Kevin did not Eugene. think that... I did not think they were going to use a current cast member. I'm surprised, to tell you the truth, that they used a current cast member. Yeah. I yeah, don't know how... How 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 happy Lenny James is with that idea. Well, if okay. you saw his face, didn't look too happy to me. No, doesn't look like he's on board with it. No. Well, um, what what I was gonna say is, I mean, are, are they actually saying he will not be on The Walking Dead again? Yes. Because I mean, he can be on Fear the Walking Dead for like two episodes and make an appearance or one. No, no, he's part of their cast now. He said he had said his goodbyes to everyone, including mm-hmm. the crew. And that he was a part of the cast well, of on Fear Twi- the Walking Dead. On Twitter. Right. They referred to him as the new cast member of Fear of the Walking Dead. He's not just a not a not a pop in. Right. Okay. Well on on Twitter I know that um King Ezekiel was his name. Uh Kari Payton. Kari Payton actually said goodbye to him too and that he would miss him right. from right. the cast of The Walking Dead. So I understand that. I'm just saying like well, I'm confused at the fact that it, it happens at a complete. It happens at a different time frame, right? Yes. So they didn't necessarily have to kill him. They would just have to talk right. about the and story that happened. Before. I don't think they said they were actually killing him off. They said he was ending the show. Maybe he just disappears or something. Maybe you know, and yeah. he goes over there and he does have an opportunity to come back to the show at some point. Yeah, uh, possibly. Uh, He's gonna. He'll have to come back at some point. Well, I don't I'm think he has to, but, but what if what if he gets goes over to Fear of the Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead flops? Yeah. They can always bring him back to The Walking Dead because people yeah. would not want to see his character disappear. But I'm just trying to keep talking before Kim says something that she knows that she probably shouldn't say during our taping <laughs> mm-hmm. right now. Yes, That's exactly. mainly why I'm still talking. Because she keeps looking at me like she I think wants I'm gonna, to say I something I think I'm going to start calling Kim uh, Spoiler Alert. That's going to be her new nickname. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. I have not not said anything. (laughs) Oh, but your face says you want to. Your mannerisms, man. Your face says you want to. Yeah, totally. Your head looks like it's about to explode like Bazooka Joe. It totally is. It really is. (laughs) No, I just, you know, they did not say whether he was dying or not, but. Mm -hmm. um, You're still saying stuff, aren't you? Still going to do I'm it. I'm just saying, like, how else would he leave the show? It's They, they would not because do like they did at the beginning of the right series. Now. But he's going a little crazy. Maybe Is he going to go on another crazy. walkabout? Yeah, maybe he goes crazy and disappears. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Maybe, maybe he maybe meets, he, like, a chocolate maker this time. Yeah, or maybe, <laughs> he, maybe he kills one of the cast members and then disappears. You know? <laughs> he's, he kills one of, like, the Mike guys. Maybe, maybe there is a... Jeff, t- Jesus. Maybe there's a time jump at Fear the Walking Dead world, and... He jumps into, like, a, it, some light, and he's like, Whoa, It becomes I'm in the year that California. The Walking Dead is going What on. am I doing in Texas? Yes. Well, yeah, then it, like, totally becomes, like, lost. Oh, my God. That would be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? it goes, you could have... It goes into an underground compound. The yeah. smoke monster come and zap it's him away. It's got that stupid octagon Ooh. thing, that octagon logo on it, and he yep. walks in, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, my God, why is this guy's hair so terrible? <laughs> he's actually like, wow, he must be related to Daryl. 
right. Daryl, is that? Oh, that's not Daryl. He's like, I must remember the numbers. How come I run into a group with a guy with messy hair everywhere I go? <laughs> yeah, how can this woman not shed a tear? <laughs> <laughs> what a oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyhow. Yeah, so totally off. That, that is my miss. Well, I guess we, we kind of jumped to the news point there. Um, that is your news, your miss news. Yeah. News. Yeah. News. Yeah. Because honestly, that is the only news that is out there right now about The yeah. Walking Dead this week is the it fact is that Lenny James is crossing over to The Walking Dead. And he's already started filming. So he started filming what? Like Monday? Yep. So he's yeah. totally out of Georgia. He is. And um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, being a Fear of the Walking Dead fan, though, I'm kind of excited to have him on there. You know? Uh, well, you know what? I'm actually. On. I'm excited to see him interact with Coleman Domingo. Mm-hmm. I think the two of them will be very interesting mm. together. Uh, I don't know how in the world they're going to fit his character into this scenario, but um, we'll yeah, I'm interested to see how they do it. Well, maybe maybe Dwayne will be back. That's they'll a good get, point. They'll have to get another kid, though, because that kid's like 15 now. Um, well, I mean, Dwayne would have to be with him, right? Hopefully he's not going to be in Unless his Unless Dwayne died phase. in Georgia. You know, unless Dwayne died in Georgia. But again, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to see crazy Morgan on Fear that's the Walking what, Dead. That's what I just said. He's like going to be writing stuff all over the place. Yeah. Clear, 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 clear. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to see that. But who knows? You know, he may not even be a good guy on that. Who knows? But I mean, think about his journey. Like Cheesemaker was definitely in the mountains, right? Like, don't you think he met him in the mountains? Yeah, but that was just before he returned back to seeing everybody else, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. So yeah, no. The 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 missing piece is like his house. His home was in Atlanta. So I guess what they're and he went crazy in Atlanta. Yeah. So I guess what we're assuming is that this happens before he is found in Atlanta. He's well, on a business trip. I mean, no, Rick no, and he... crew, Rick and Carl and Michonne found him in that apartment too, where right. he had set all the traps for the walkers, so and they, that was in Georgia. Okay, so are they trying to play this as this is his disappearing act before he came back to see the cheesemaker? So maybe. all that missing time. So maybe Dwayne died in Atlanta, and in the house, and and he went kookies and went yeah. out to Texas. Um, I still find That's, that kind of little silly yeah. i think especially it's since in fact he ends up going back to georgia yeah because cheesemaker was after the apartment now do we know cheesemaker was out there maybe cheesemaker was in in texas for all we know i don't mm. know so many questions he could have been in the mountains of oklahoma no <laughs> arkansas he could have been in arkansas okay okay well so who knows i don't know i don't know I don't want I don't want necessarily crazy crazy Morgan though running around in fear. I that don't either. So, so we have no idea when he's actually going to come back for Fear of the Walking Dead. We know it'll be next can season. See, can you see crazy Daniel and crazy Morgan getting together? Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> now that would be interesting. <laughs> but I'm assuming we'll see him this summer when Fear yes. comes back. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, if we could get Crazy Daniel, Crazy Rick, and Crazy Morgan all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and see if they can have a conversation. 
<laughs> you could even put Jadis, Jadis in there to spin things up a little that bit. That would be funny. Mm. That'd be very funny. Yeah, I don't want to see any of that. Talk to yes. Much. Kim, do we have any? Uh, do we have any people writing in? Yeah, we have Emmeline Veltkamp wrote in and said, I'm going to go to sleep so happy tonight just remembering Gregory being thrown in the cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's got a bump think, on his head. A big bump mm-hmm. um, that nobody treated, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's like breeding, perf- breeding, bleeding profusely from his head. <laughs> Scalp wounds bleed. It's not the big deal. I know, I know. Um, but I think a lot of people are very excited and justified and that Gregory has been treated the way he should have been treated from the very mm-hmm. beginning. Right. Yeah. Yep. He's oh, everybody wanted to see it. Next week on The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 7, Time for After. Yeah, it sounds like something Jada would say. Yeah. Um, Negan has to enlist the help of his lieutenants in solving a huge issue facing the sanctuary. Rick and the group continue to enact the plan. Hmm. All right. So it sounds like more continuation of what we've been watching in the last couple episodes. Yeah. So what? Okay, I have a question. Why uh, do you what? think? I have my own theories, but I want to ask you. Why do you think um, Father Gabriel is so sick all of a sudden? Hmm. Well, I don't. I don't think he's bit. I don't, I don't think, think he that's. Either. I think I don't know if he was sick or maybe he was just hot in there. Or he's playing. He's playing um, hairball. Um, hairball. Yes, Eugene. I think it has to do with all the chemical drums that we saw in that episode. Uh, they spent so much time focusing on those walkers that had their skin melted, like we've yeah. been talking about. Well, for was several he around episodes. for that? Was he around for that part? Yeah. Where? Okay. So where are the chemical drums coming from that you're talking about? From the chemical outpost, the the chemistry outpost that um. Yeah, but I don't think that one dude was. The I don't think Father Gabriel was there. The walkers that had been affected by those chemicals were uh-huh. coming into the compound, sanctuary compound, and the the Are walker sure that he killed inside the the um, trailer, and then mm-hmm. they put their guts all over his face. Uh, that was that guy. Huh. It was. Yes. Okay. So that that would mean media thought- would be affected by it too, though, right? Possibly. They did say something about it at the beginning of the episode. They said something about the chemicals again, didn't they? Yep. They, They're making a some, big point about it. Yeah, they are. I mean, they are bringing that up about the whole chemical thing a good bit. I mean, you may be right. I just thought that those guys that look like that were actually the ones that Eugene had put up there with the metal on them. No, no, no. If I they had the metal on them, they would have been totally sloughed off with skin. They, yeah, because they also all those ones that came falling down the hill when they were on the highway when they Jared right. and his his um yeah I mean they were there they were also away. when they killed the tiger you know yeah. stuff like that but I didn't think that they were at the sanctuary compound. There's something they that, were. There's something. Okay. There's something with, with those barrels. Yeah. And then they showed the the sheen on the water when um they fell in the water um who was that that was going through that was that. You know what I'm talking about. Climbing out there of the mantle. There was that scene where there was, um, God damn it, I can't even remember who it was now. There was a scene where they were in the <laughs> creek and they fell in the creek and the barrels were everywhere and the yeah. walkers were starting to that come was, at them. That was, uh, that was King Ezekiel. Was it King Ezekiel? When he was trying yeah, to get yeah. away from him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that was King Ezekiel. Anyways, and then they, they showed yeah. the sheen on the water. 
But yes. but one of those walkers was the one who came into the trailer when Negan and Gabriel were trying to escape. Well, it had to have been another one. And that was one, the but... walker that Negan killed. Yeah, I don't think it was the same walker, though, because those are in two different places. No, I, was, I know it's not the same walker. Around. I'm saying he was more the of a walkers all have melted skin. Yes. Yeah, I I'm gotcha. not disagreeing with you. I just wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I did. I didn't well, see that on the guy that he beat up, and and they put their the guts and stuff on him. I didn't they see did. Him they did make those, a. But... Uh, they, they hinted at it being an important thing. So right. who knows? They're talking about here that uh, Negan's coming up with some new thing. Well, to... I think that's the Eugene thing. I think that's the the thing where he's putting that that uh, you know the whammy on Eugene and said, hey, you know, if you get us out here, you'll be the you'll be a yeah, king right. here. But if you don't, you're dead man. So Eugene has to come up with something that go is going back. to fight back. Mm-hmm. Is Eugene going to notice why Gabriel's sick and then figure out something as it's some possible, sort of chemical weapon? I don't know how that helps them. I don't know how that helps them get rid of the. I don't know if that helps them get rid of the walkers though. That's the thing that Eugene has to figure out is how yeah, to get okay, past the true. walkers. That's was that's that what, what Negan's wanted. That was to his. Do. That was that was what he was. That's his charge. That was his getting scope. them past the walkers. Yeah. yeah, they got to get out of there because they're they don't have uh, air conditioning or anything. Yep, and the workers are starting to revolt. Power's out, right? Yeah. Right. Eugene's video game shut down. That's a tragedy. That's true. Let me tell you that is true. Yeah, he, now he has motivation to have to do something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what to make of the Father Gabriel thing, um, and also the fact that he puts such an emphasis on getting the doctor out of there. You know, that was his message to Eugene is we need to get the doctor, you know, because Eugene was talking about getting the doctor to help him. And he's like, no, no, we need to get the doctor to Maggie. Right. Well, because Maggie needs the doctor. Right. So, right. And that was obviously what Eugene or um, Father Gabriel's motivation is, is to get the doctor out of there. Yep. 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 You know, isn't it interesting that Maggie's dad was the doctor for Lori and could not be there for her when her baby was born. But Maggie was there, and therefore Lori died. Baby survived. And now Maggie's pregnant and does not have a doctor. And King Ezekiel said, uh, we need to go, we need to find a doctor. And Jesus said, no, we'll get the doctor. Shut up. That used to be the hilltop doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. King Ezekiel said, yes. <laughs> I am smiling. <laughs> See me smile. <laughs> I am woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's goodness great. me. Yeah. And Kim, you are smiling because you're about to wrap it up, aren't <laughs> I just wanted to remind everybody that if you like our podcast, if you could leave a review on the iTunes like our podcast if you love our podcast yes yes how much you love our podcast we would really appreciate some some feedback and some reviews on itunes or would really help get our message out there and get more people to join in our conversation actually and also we we learn from this i mean we're we're trying to improve this every week so whatever feedback you can give us we will take it to heart and move forward from there Negative or positive. It is the it is the uh, season of giving, so give us some feedback <laughs> and some great reviews, and we'll Thank give you. you a great podcast in return. Yeah, at, <laughs> some, at some point, That's we're probably right. gonna have 
stuff to give, like swag to give to people. We're still working on that. If Stuart well, would do something, yeah. <laughs> at some at some yeah. point, we'll actually give them a good podcast too. So we're working. <laughs> still working on that. <laughs> so if you would like to write to us about your feedback, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail You can find us on Twitter at fearmepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. And on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. And now we are on Spreaker. Yay! Mm, Spreaker. So if you have Alexa, you can ask Alexa to play us. Oh, really? And we will play. Sweet. I did not know that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,